I am happy to have an Orange Sox interview with Lisa and Stephen regarding life with their son Matt, who has an intellectual disability and epilepsy. Lisa, when did you notice that Matt had some issues? Well, um, we knew he didn't progress as fast as my other children had. And, um, well, the diagnosis came when he was six, when we saw the first grand mal seizure. And everybody else was going, we all had been watching TV, the whole family together, and, and I was thinking, this is a deja vu moment. Where have I, what is this reminding me of? And he, a couple of things. Um, he used to have nightmares uh, when he was very young, you know, sharing a room with brothers and sisters, and I'd go in there and he'd be going, <laughs> you know, he's kind of shaking and crying and, and stuff, and then and I'd try to say comforting things, and then he'd finally lie down and go to sleep, and I'd go back in, and, and my husband would say something like, you're, you're so good at that. I said, I don't think he knew I was there. But we had no, you know, when we finally got the diagnosis, we went to his teacher. He was in a special ed class, like second grade by then. And I said, this is so amazing. We have a diagnosis. Matt has epilepsy. And the two teachers kind of looked at each other like, you didn't know he had epilepsy. I'm like, she goes, the petit mal thing was unfamiliar to me. I mean, doctors had said somewhere between, does he have tubercul has he had tuberculosis? They say, does he have epilepsy? And I'd go picturing the big stuff. I said, no. But he was, he was always checking in and out, but you didn't notice. And he was very good and creative about covering it up. He was out to fool you. Really, just the epilepsy. That caused all the uproar. Well, in a way I was almost relieved. It meant we could get some medical care of him. And, and uh, there was something you could do. It was such a mystery. And you didn't know whether you were just being a bad mother, mothers will do that because it's it's better to think it's something you've done than, than to feel totally out of control. If it's something I did, I can change and then everything will change. And that's an LDS woman, I think are particularly hard on themselves that way because it took actually having my fourth child, which I didn't expect to have. <laughs> I mean, because Matt was such a, you know, I mean, I went out and looked for a star in the east. I, I just couldn't believe it. And she turned it to be our little Lord's insistence because the moment I held her, I knew he'd always been off and I just refused to see it. Yeah, so. What were some of the most difficult things? Back then, I had no health insurance when he was little. Yep. And, um, and that was hard. And just nobody understood why he behaved the way he did. And somebody to... You know, but he would fool people. He'd, I, I'm right, working on an article now called, Would You Like It in Red? You know, the salesman, do you have it in red? Would you like it in red? And he was the first time he was interviewed. Um, he fooled the lady in a way. It was She did a verbal test. She realized he couldn't. And she turned the pages of this book and pointed to pictures. And if he knew what it was, a giraffe or this like that, he would immediately say it. If he didn't get it right, he would, you know, he'd calculate, give her the last answer he had given that had gotten a huzzah. If she would not accept that, he would offer to sing and dance for her. And if she wasn't buying that, he'd go off in the corner and literally curl up in the fetal position. That's it. That's my bag of tricks. And he had things like that which kept you trying to figure out whether you were the crazy one or the kid was. That was hard. Based from that, yeah, they say caused by that. If your brain is going, it's like trying to learn things on a, off a radio when there's static going every 
We've known each other for years. We're coming up on close to 20 years of marriage now. No, well, 19. And, uh, so we've known each other longer so, than that. Yeah, we've known each other since He knew Matt when he was a baby. But uh, as a stepfather, uh, the hardest thing for me was the expectation of normality. When greeted with deviant behavior, would expect to mete out discipline and have logical consequences and and, and which I very quickly found don't work with someone who's intellectually eight years old. And uh, Well, and he'd had me to himself pretty much for 10 years. Yeah, and uh, Lisa had to adapt uh, being a single mother for many years with Matt. She had to do, take the path of least resistance a lot of times where I would sort of want to be iron-fisted and say, no, we're going to exercise discipline. That, that wouldn't work. And so it took us a long time, took me a long time to uh, adjust to, to live with that. Matt does, does not respond. First of all, he has a much deeper voice than any uh, male figure he had, he had known. And um, you just have to work it. Um, the words from Matt's favorite primary song. Uh, I'm trying to be like Jesus and, and you know, I have to, I say, I, I must. Matt can only be led in, in a Christ-like manner. It can't be faked. The slightest hint of anger, borderline harsh tone, or facial expression, he just freezes up and I lose all cooperation. I must, in the words of Matt's favorite primary song, be gentle and loving in deed and in thought. So it's as a stepfather, sometimes that's very difficult. I raised, I raised, I raised three children by myself as a, 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 as a single dad, and, and I kind of ruled the roost. And, and so anytime I would exercise any harshness, it just went down the drain. The whole scene would go down the drain. And, He's and, come a long ways yeah. in that. And, and so is Matt, of course. But, but um, there's an article on here right now called Five Good Things. <laughs> it's our philosophy. Everybody, and actually I heard a, a, a trained person say that this is a well-known philosophy. I thought we'd made it up. Uh, everybody needs to hear five good things about themselves each day, minimum. I'm that way. <laughs> and Matt, you know, that's what works with him. And he, he, he responds to that in a very pure way. And I find there's always a way to do that. There's a distraction or change the subject or whatever and just, you know, not go there because it's a losing tactic. Now the good part. Tell me about the joys. The joys are that he can be so loving. He, he wants to be loving. He wants to be, he likes to help. He says, I'm a peaceable fellow. He's got some gifts. He's got, he's got a real gift memory, he will tell you, is not a problem. We can be listening to some 70s station on the radio, and he'll tell me, who is singing in the name of the song? I haven't heard the song in 30 years. I don't, it's, it's a gift, you know. Um, Can't read a lick, but he can sing every song in the hymn book at church. Oh, or anywhere. He was You're singing along with Dan yeah. Fogelberg <laughs> from <laughs> way, way back. Um, he, um, he loves music. He's affectionate, he's great with the grand, he's, he's an awesome uncle. Here's the thing, there are some books, little books that we have that he's not reading them, but his desire to please is so strong and his memory is so good, it looks like he's reading them when really he's memorized it. Stephen, tell me about your experiences as Matt's stepfather. Well, it was hard for me at first and I had several adjustments to make as a step-parent. I think one of the solid things that I had to come to grips with it is that as I have observed Lisa and her four children, 
I, I witness that the love that she has for Matt is no different than the love she has for her other three children. And, and to me, it's quite profound because there's just not the feedback there. And it's been amazing to watch how she interacts and the feeling level and the completeness in their home as it was. And the kids, the other, the brothers and sisters yeah. adore him. And my children have accepted him too, just oh, as yeah. one of the family. They're just so sweet. We don't like the step word, by the way. He's the bonus pop. B-pop, bonus pop. I have three beautiful bonus daughters. Nobody ever wrote a bad fairy tale about a bonus mom. Mm -mm. So we work, we work that, we work that. I remember um, one of my daughters saying, we were all quite young and I was trying to have family home meeting, just all of us, and she goes, well, we have to make it to heaven because we know that's where Matt's gonna be. Yeah, they have a clear bead on that. Lisa, tell me about what you have learned. I look back now I cannot imagine who I would be if I hadn't had these additional years to learn most of the good things I'm saying about my parenting now. And, uh, and that sense of refinement of learning, I remember telling my bishop there in, in Texas, I said, a way will open for Matt to have a fuller life on the day when I will miss him when he's gone. I would, I'd miss him. <laughs> you don't have to vote on this. It'd be nice to have some more freedom and have some time alone, but um, I will miss him. He brings great, joy and he's influenced the hard to not be empty nesters when you're 70 years old yeah. you're not quite 70 but i am <laughs> in fact matt says oh i'm telling all my big mad jokes but seriously we heard him in the foyer of church uh, telling everybody that we're old mm. and that all we ever think about is going to bed <laughs> we thought it made us sound kind of sassy the first time we heard him say it to people but he is quite beloved in our congregation. Oh, we have a great word that way. We didn't have a happy household when I was growing up, so I didn't have a lot of modeling there for, you know. Um, i become a completely different person by leaning on the Lord for help with this and, and just learning to lead with love. Like I said, it, it, it's like you can't, can't hear, hear anything if it's not phrased in a Christ-like manner. Now, well, the world's not gonna treat him that way and maybe we need to toughen him up. Not, doesn't work, does not, does not work. And um, I don't know who I would be. That sounds kind of selfish in a way, but I don't know who I would be if this challenge hadn't been in my life. I, I wouldn't be writing. I wouldn't be doing the things that I'm doing there. Because finally, when I was, after he came home, they kicked him out, sent him back to Texas and I'm on my knees every night going, Lord, this is what needs to happen for Matt. Doesn't work, does it? Bounces off the ceiling. Finally, I stopped telling the Lord how to solve this for me and just listened. And listen, Lisa did. One of her answers was the creation of the Leahona Project, a website dedicated to help people of her faith who have children with disabilities. How about you, Stephen? How has Matt impacted you? It's very difficult for me to answer. Uh, I, it was so hard for me for, for a long time. Uh, I guess the, the thing I would have to say is that the, the prize for me in having a life at this stage of my life that's totally different than what I would have envisioned is that probably I have never had, nor could I have, the depth of relationship that I have with Lisa. I think that uh, I am changed in a way that makes me a far better husband and father 
Not necessarily that I would have chosen that path, but the net result of it has been pretty interesting. Any final and thoughts? He asked me, he says, is it just like having an angel live in the house with you? <laughs> and of course I said, you've nailed it. <laughs> well, it really wasn't like that when you got right into it. Mostly because if he mouthed off at me, he's my protector. And he would mouth off back at him and it would just escalate. But we live very peacefully now. Matt's got a, a, a pretty good life going. He's up for a couple of jobs. We're gonna see if he can get a job going. And, and eventually we really do want him to have an apartment with friends and a basketball hoop in the backyard. Um, but it will be, I'll miss him. Not, I love having time with Steve. We have a great marriage. And we're loving the missionary work. And so Matt thinks he's on the team. He holds down the fort here so we can go and do that. And we'll all get to heaven and Matt will be high functioning. He'll apologize to you for everything he ever, every door he ever slammed when he felt you spoke sharply to him. <laughs> um, we, we don't have to look very far to realize how good we have, how, how compared to many, many other parents with disabled children. I mean, ours is pretty lightweight. Especially if it's not your own child. I've, I mentioned that in an article. But yeah. I, they'll yeah. sign on for that. It's one thing. It's one thing if they even accept it and stay with it when it's their own child. Thank you, Lisa and Stephen. I appreciate your unvarnished depiction of your life with Matt, complete with its challenges and triumphs.